0: Hey folks, here we are. It's Monday, the 11th of July. Half of the year is gone right now. You know, time flies by. Hi, I'm Tom Young, and I'm here for a podcast called Money Shifts and the Face Group, the Family Money Farm Group, live. We're here to change lives, to change the way people think, to learn how to follow God's plan going into the future. What's God's plan? Well, it's to prosper us. It's to make life grand, make life great. Uh, And if you think other than that, go back and reread the New Testament uh, of the Bible. We start every presentation every day with prayers for everybody in the world that the Lord would stretch out his arms and gather those who have been lost due to the pandemic the war in Ukraine, between Russia and Ukraine, and and all the turmoil going on in the world, that the Lord would bring peace and understanding to the whole world. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, today I I talk about rates of return, you know. I say the principles that I work by, I'm in the financial services business, but I have a very, very unique approach. My approach is simply to avoid losses. If I avoid losses, it helps me to capture and hang on to and keep in my possession what otherwise would be opportunity cost. We have talked about this over and over and over again. You know, you get out of college, you buy a car, $25,000, dad co-signs for you, The payment's $507 a month for 60 months at 8% interest. But during that 60 months, you paid $5,400 in interest to the bank. Over your working lifetime, that $5,400 could have grown at 8% interest to $253,000. Now, the point of that being isn't that you lost the $253,000, but you did. But over a lifetime, if I take that 253, and I stretch it out till the day you graduate on average, it's really closer to three quarters of a million dollars is lost in cash flow because of that one automobile. Now more importantly to that, if you're running the family money farm the way I teach it, and dealing with multi-generational wealth, the car could have been financed by grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, or somewhere in the family structure, and the $253,000 would have been captured inside the family and would have provided further retirement benefits for those in the family that are reaching retirement age or no longer capable of working. So it would help fund the family's retirement. And if you operate this planning correctly through one generation, money problems could be completely eliminated by using these strategies. Imagine that. So macroeconomics is the big word today I wanna to talk about because you know you can hoard money, you can save it or invest it somewhere and give over the use of your money to the financial institutions that you gave your money to hold for you. Therefore, you have shut down the money machine and you now accept some interest value rate of return as rental for loaning your money to somebody else that understands macroeconomics and is literally going to put it in motion i.e. the banking business you know when their fractional banking approach to making money so they take a dollar and they loan it out over and over and over again through the printing process of the federal reserve because they loan money out to party A. Party A has to put up collateral in order to borrow. The collateral then becomes an asset of the bank. They go to the Federal Reserve window and use that asset and leverage it to get money from the Federal Reserve to loan out a second time. Of which when they loan it out, they get collateral and they do that process on average seven times. It is amazing how so few people actually have gone to school and studied economics, have BAs and and, and MBAs, and they do not understand how money works. I have 12 or 15 clients that are MBAs, and they work as an MBA in companies. And their comment to me has always been, Why didn't they show me this in college? Because the financial world does not want you to understand this. The more you understand this, the more opportunity you take away from the financial world, which is really what it's all about. I want to read a quote. This is a, a little quote out of R. Nelson Nash's book, Banking, the infinite banking concept. There's the front of the book. If you have not got this book, you need to get this book and read it. Over and over and over again, because this book is gold. It's printed in about 12 languages around the world. Hundreds of thousands of copies have been sold. And and you can get them through me for $25 a copy. You can go online. You can go to infinitebanking.org and buy it there directly. And in in one of the things in here, it's talking about money and uses of money. Tax law did not exist prior to 1913. So this is a quote by Albert Nook. There are two methods or means and only two whereby man's needs and desires can be satisfied. One is the production an exchange of wealth. This is the economic means. The other is the uncompensated appropriation of wealth produced by others. This is the political means. The state is the organization of the political means, says Albert J. Nock. Our Enemy the State was the title of a book he wrote. The state is that great fiction whereby everyone tries to live at the expense of everyone else. That's a quote from Frederick Bastiat, economist. It, it is amazing. This book is full of information and quotes and, and different things. Amazing. So, so today I said, you know, how do I make more than 10% rate of return on my money? Wealth is created by leverage. Now, what do I mean by leverage? If you talk to a real estate investor, the one thing that they say is, how much money am I gonna put up or down payment to buy this piece of rental property, investment property? I wanna put up the least amount of money. I wanna put up the minimum down payment and I want to leverage that property. Now, you have to realize that a couple of things. Number one, I'm going to buy the property at the right price. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy it. So that's a negotiation. I also know what the rents are or the cash flow of this investment, this rental property. And knowing that cash flow, I can now calculate the cost of operation of this property as an investment property. And once I know that, then I can actually determine the rate of return on this real estate investment. And what I do know from the software that I have, created by Todd Langford, of Truth Concepts is the name of his company, you can actually go online to Truth Concepts and download his software and use it for 10 days free before you would have to buy it one of those software calculators is about real estate investing Todd created this calculator for Robert Kiyosaki his wife Kim Butler used to be an advisor to Robert Kiyosaki if you haven't heard of Robert Kiyosaki you you need to go to Amazon and buy some of his books starting with Rich Dad Poor Dad Cash Flow Quadrant And there are several other books you need to read what Robert is writing about. But this real estate investment, the more of my out-of-pocket money I put into this project, the lower the rate of return on my money. Cash on cash, rate of return. ROI is it's known as. The less money that I put into this property, the more my ROI is. Let's assume that you have this property, you purchased it, and your ROI works out to be 26%. After all expenditures, your positive cash flow yields 26% on your investment. That was your out-of-pocket cash you put into this property. If I am using dividend-paying whole life insurance as my capital warehouse, to store my money in and to help pay and cover some of the down payment on this property. I actually make a policy loan from the insurance company using my cash value as collateral. And that borrowing does not jeopardize my real estate purchase. It's not considered borrowing the down payment because it it is not a structured loan that, that the bank would look at. So by doing that, I can actually increase my ROI from maybe 26% to over a hundred percent rate of return on my cash invested. Now that sounds completely crazy, but it is true mathematically and otherwise. Learning how to apply macroeconomics to our money is the secret of all secrets. So I have worked with a model called the PS&G model. Protection is all of the insurances you buy. It's social security, life insurance, auto insurance, liability insurance, disability, medical insurance, social security, wills and trusts, ownership, and life insurance is in that component. The second component is the savings component from savings accounts to 401k IRA, Uh, money market accounts, U.S. savings bonds, et cetera, et cetera. Tax deferred accounts, which are annuities, and and those are savings. And typically, they have no risk on my money. The third component is the growth component. And in there is everything from bonds, real estate, uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, et cetera. Everything in there brings risk to the table. Understanding these elements and how they operate is the basis for understanding macroeconomics because I can put a dollar into that model and have it light up two or three different elements in that model, which generates multiple rates of return, multiple spins on my dollar. We will talk more about this on Wednesday this week. I'm going to cut it off for there. I'm going to end with, with a quote. Our quote today, who are we talking about? Are we still talking about Albert Schweitzer? Maybe? Yes, we are. Albert Schweitzer, comment, quote of the day, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun makes ice melt, Kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. What a great, great quote. We'll have another quote on Wednesday. A great book, a new book that's just out, Double Jeopardy! by Leonard Rainier. You can get it at Amazon. It is a great, great book. It's about the concept of hiddenomics. Hidonomics and the role of government. You know, we talk about the debt every so often that the government is doing. Our politicians are destroying America every day of our lives as we sit here with their irresponsible, idiotic, stupid way of making decisions. They spend money like it is unlimited and there is no tomorrow. But I can promise you that sooner or later, the tomorrows are going to come, and the $30.5 trillion of debt and the $170 trillion of unfunded liability will eventually show up. They cannot confiscate as much money as they need to pay these bills. At the same time, they have not taken control of government spending. They allow government to continue to expand and grow beyond our means to ever pay for it, using our future incomes as collateral for borrowing money from the Federal Reserve ongoing and the money that they borrow from around the world. How does it feel to be collateral for the government, for the politicians that continue to make these decisions and will not stand up and stop spending money and become fiscally responsible. They are irresponsible and they must go. This next election in November, you and I, the people, can make a difference. We have to vote out anybody and everybody that has become a career politician it was not meant to be that way god bless you i will see you here again on wednesday and we will continue this discussion about macroeconomics hiddenomics and how to protect yourself from the future coming financial tidal wave The dark clouds over Washington eventually will spread across the country. And, oh, it is going to be painful. You must prepare to survive. God bless you. We'll see you here on Wednesday.